You are listening to episode 168 of This is Type 1. Today we're digging into the manuals that we all have for type 1 diabetes and why those manuals are problems. So first off, what is a manual? A manual is a list of expectations that we have usually for another person, but it could also be for a circumstance like type 1 diabetes that we want those people or things to meet so that we can feel good. We all have manuals. We have them for multiple areas of life. We could have them for our spouses, our families, our type 1 diabetes, our food, our friends, our coworkers, pretty much the whole experience of life we can have a manual for. It's normal to have these, but it's unhelpful. Now, the reason we call them manuals is because it's like we have this operating manual for another person, how we want them to behave. And the same applies to type 1 diabetes. We have this manual for our diabetes of how it is supposed to behave. And then we attach our emotions to the results of those expectations. And usually the person or thing that we have that manual for can't perform all of the things that we expect them to. So in the case of type 1 diabetes, if we have a manual for it and we expect our blood sugars to determine our emotions, then we're pretty much screwed. When we give all of that power to our blood sugars in order to feel a certain way, we are going to end up extremely disappointed because if you have a high blood sugar or a low blood sugar, when you expected that you wouldn't based on maybe what you ate or how you exercised, then you're going to be really disappointed when that thing doesn't happen. Now, why manuals hold us back? It really comes down to arguing with reality. We are arguing with what has happened in the world. We're arguing with the circumstance of the fact, and that traps us. It keeps us stuck in this cycle of needing your external circumstances or your blood sugars or something else in the world to be a certain way in order for you to be happy. And that just never works. It never works with people. It never works with your diagnoses. It never works with friends and family. It just, it doesn't work. And so one of the solutions is realizing that once reality has happened, if you argue with it, you're going to lose. And so there's real power in being able to accept the way that things have happened, not because you agree with it, but because that's how it happened. There's a common misconception that If you accept the way that something happened, or if you accept a circumstance, that means you agree that it happened, that you are condoning its existence. But that's not true. Acceptance is not equitable with condoning or agreement. It just means that you accept reality. It is what it is. It's happened. It's there. And from that place, you can then decide how you want to move forward with your experience of the world. So for example... This past weekend, I was visiting my mom in Idaho, and we went out to go hiking, and I had a low. I went down to about 48, and to help fix that low, I had a piece of candy that we had gotten at a local store, and my blood sugar started coming up, and it came up pretty nicely. And then once we got to a restaurant after the hike to have lunch, it continued going up. And I had initially not expected that to happen. So I reacted accordingly. I gave some boluses. I ended up bolus stacking because I thought that I would be eating more for lunch than I ended up eating in terms of carbohydrates. 
And so as lunch started subsiding, I realized that I had given too much insulin. And so my number started coming down. And we had other plans for the rest of the day. And so before we left the restaurant, we ended up getting a bear claw. (laughs) So a bear claw pastry as a preventative measure. If my blood sugar kept going down, I would need something to be able to eat in case it got too low. And so I started eating the bear claw because at one point when we were driving to our next destination, my blood sugar on my CGM said 59 double arrows down. And I had some thoughts in my head about, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have bullet stacked. I should have known better. All of those typical manual thoughts. And we'll get into a few of those in a, in a minute. But I realized in the moment that it didn't really help. Trying to change the past, it doesn't work because it's in the past. We can't go back and fix it. We can shoot ourselves all day long. But if we don't accept the now, if we don't accept reality the way it is, then it's much harder to move forward and fix things. And so it turned out that my blood sugar was not actually 59 double double arrows down. The next reading was like 56 and it was just a, a single arrow down. So it had started leveling out right about the time when it reached the peak of its crash. But I still had the bear claw and I had enough of it to keep me a little bit more stable during our next outing at the Idaho State Penitentiary, which was a pretty cool experience. And that walking around a little bit, it kept it nice and evenly low. And then afterwards, it started going back up again. And so it was just a little bit of an exercise in dealing with this experience that I hadn't expected, I hadn't planned for necessarily. But the only way I was able to really handle it without a huge emotional reaction was just to look at it as, yes, I did those things. Maybe in in hindsight, they were not the best decisions, but given what I know about type 1 diabetes, I'm not actually surprised this did happen. And so now, what do I want to do going forward? Use this as a learning experience instead of trying to should my diabetes into an expectation that it can't meet. How can I create a better experience for myself the next time that this happens? So that's an example of how to uh, kind of avoid a manual for type 1 diabetes. But you know you'll have a manual for type 1 if you find yourself thinking a lot of should thoughts. So especially if you're a long, like a long haul type 1 diabetic, me, I'm at 27 years now, a good or not a good one, but a common thought that'll pop up is I should be better at this. With 27 years of experience, I should have this figured out by now. I should have this under control. I should, I should know better. But all of those are manual thoughts. We are expecting diabetes to, or ourselves to be better at something that we really, it's diabetes is insanity. We do the same thing over and over again, and we have to expect different results. That's another example of a manual thought is if we're doing the same thing day after day, the same foods, the same exercise routines, the same work schedule. And if you think that your numbers should behave exactly the same because you're doing everything else the same, that's actually a manual because we know from experience that there are more than 42 factors that affect diabetes and we cannot control for them all at the same time. So we have to treat diabetes like it's insanity. And thinking that those numbers should stay the same regardless, that is a manual. We can also be thinking that, oh, my numbers shouldn't be this bad or I shouldn't have reacted that way to that certain food that I ate, or I should be able to eat whatever I want, or type 1 diabetes shouldn't be such a problem. I shouldn't have to deal with this this much stress all the time. Those are all thoughts 
of a manual nature. We're trying to force diabetes to treat us how we would like to be treated, but honestly, we all know this by now, diabetes doesn't care how we feel. And the last one I have on my list of example manual thoughts is what I just mentioned before with that with that story about the blood sugars and the hike and the bear claw, is I shouldn't have done this thing when my number was this number. And you can insert whatever thing you want and whatever number you want. The situations are innumerable. But those, all of those thoughts end up holding you back because you are not living your life on purpose when you think that you should be doing something differently or when you think your diabetes should be doing something differently when it's doing exactly what it's pretty much supposed to be doing because that's how it happened. By now, you've probably realized that how we think about our diabetes is going to determine our experience of it. And I've said this before, how we think about things determines our experience of them. And so that also applies to type 1 diabetes. So if we have these manual thoughts, they are going to dictate our experience of type 1 diabetes. What really happens when we should ourselves is we end up resisting what's actually happen- happening with our, with our diabetes. And then we make it harder to accept how things are and how we want to move forward. So some alternative thoughts to these uh, manual thoughts or how to release this manual that you have is first off to accept that it is what it is. This thing happened, and that's okay. I'm okay. I can take this as a learning experience. Things are exactly how they are supposed to be because that's the way it happened. Another way you can release the manual is you can reduce down to the facts of what actually occurred. My blood sugar was X number after this meal. So actually for this example, with the bear claw, my blood sugar was 59 double arrows down after a meal of a taco salad with a tostada and some refried beans in the bottom with, ooh, I want to say, how many units was that? It was almost 10 units given probably 10 to 15 minutes before I ate. But remember, I had also had a number trending upward. I was, I think, 178 or something when I had given that insulin. Plus, I still had the 27 carbs from the candy that I ate on the trail on board. And so with all of these inner mixing things, knowing those facts makes it so much easier to see the manual that I would have had for that blood sugar that, oh, it shouldn't have done that. But obviously, with those facts listed out, of course, that's what happened. So when we clarify those actual circumstances, it can reveal how much those manuals actually don't make sense. And so then from there, we can decide how we want to think about those things, how we want to view those things later, and use them as a learning experience. Now, with manuals and with anything, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes progress. So don't be concerned if you find yourself reverting back to your manual day after day, week after week, year after year, because at some level, that's always going to come back. You have these neural pathways ingrained in your brain that are easier to go to than going to these new thoughts. But over time, you can start to train your brain to eliminate the manual, but also don't be surprised when those thoughts come back. There's no way to actually eliminate thoughts from from popping up in your head, but you can turn down the volume on them. There's a really great book about this called Soundtracks by John Acuff. Highly recommend that one, where you want to turn down the soundtracks that you have for the things that you don't want to continue 
within your life. So if you have a manual for type 1 diabetes, turning down the volume on that soundtrack lets you turn up the volume on those alternative thoughts, what you want to believe instead, what you want to train your brain to think instead. But that doesn't mean that sometimes those other thoughts are going to come back and you'll have to turn the volume back down again. It's just another way of thinking about manuals. All right. Now it's your turn. Unravel your manuals about type 1 diabetes inside the Half Dead Pancreas Club VIP. Now, the first 100 members into VIP only pay $27 a month, and that's for as long as you're in the club. So I want to invite you to head to inspiredforward.com slash community to get started. It is a great place for you to share all of the struggles that you have about type 1 diabetes, share some of those manual thoughts and get some feedback on uh, what other thoughts you might be able to try for that particular circumstance and how to take control of your life with type 1 diabetes and create an even better life than you did before you were diagnosed. So remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.